Wait a minute, I hear something. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie, where I drive my car and talk about movies and you listen. Or you don't listen. Maybe you tune in and you go, I don't like this show, and you turn it off. But that's okay. Thanks for trying. Uh, hey, if we got a good one for you today, uh, a friend? I guess I call him a friend. He's a cool guy, uh, Landon Harris. Uh, I think we have a a a friend together in uh, Jeffrey X. Martin, uh, podcast extraordinaire, good friend. Uh, but through him, I've kind of crossed paths with with Landon, and we talk about a lot of movies and music that we have a lot of similarities in. And he brought this movie up and wanted to know if I had checked it out, and I just have. Uh, just watched it earlier today, and wow, what a movie! And that movie is The Farmer. Sounds pretty plain, Jane. From uh, The Farmer from 1977, and uh, wow, uh, I can see why he recommended it. So, first off, I'd like to thank him for kind of sending me this direction for this movie. By the way, it is on Tubi if you want to check it out. And uh, let's talk about this one. I mean, first off, it's 1977. So again, if you listen to the show any at all, you know that I have this love affair with the late 70s, early 80s cinematic feel, right? And this one's right in that sweet spot. It's really one of those movies that you feel like only the mid-70s can kind of give you. Um, It sets right there with like Rolling Thunder. Well, you know what? Now that I think about it, I haven't even covered on this show yet. I don't think. Maybe I have. I have to go back and look. Surely I have. It's one of my favorite movies. Dang, I've done so many shows, I can't even remember what I've covered anymore. Um, But it sits right there in that same pocket, right? Except this one deals with, you know, uh, soldiers coming back uh, after the war. They're not POWs like in... in, uh, that movie, but anywho, we'll get to that in a minute. Directed by David Ber- Berlets- Berletsky. David Berletsky. Just looked funny for some reason. Uh, he gave us The Deep. Uh, come on. I mean, it's The Deep, right? So, uh, let's look at this movie. Let's see. A decorated soldier, Cal Martin, returns home after World War II. That's the other thing that's different. It's World War II. To discover his family farm is in foreclosure. With only a silver star to his name, Kyle is in dire straits until a gambler, Johnny O, offers him uh, money in exchange for killing a gangster. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite a setup. This guy is trying to bring normalcy back into his life, get back to the home farm that you know belonged in his family. Uh, while he was gone, his father passed away, and there was a caretaker there that, you know, took care of the dad and tried to keep care of the place. And uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> uh, it's a 6.2 out of 10. 
eh, not a bad score on IMDb. Um, as far as a cast, not a whole lot to talk about here. Well, one thing in particular I have to talk about because it relates to another movie, but we've got Gary Conway in this. Um, who is in a lot of things at this time? A lot of TV shows, what, Land of the Giants, stuff like that. Uh, he was in, hey, he was in American Ninja 2. <laughs> he was in I'm a, I'm a Teenage Werewolf. So he was in some, some early 50s teen movies. Uh, Burke's Law TV show. So, you know, some TV cred, right? The reason I want to talk about this is because of George Mamoli, uh, who plays Philbin in uh, Phantom of the Paradise. So there you go. There's my link, right? And uh, he plays uh, Passini in this movie. The gangster, right? And he's he's perfect. He's perfect in this role. Uh, everybody else uh, starred in a lot of like mid to late '60s movies. Uh, Angel Tompkins is in this. She's kind of the love interest Betty, who was in some risque things for the time. Uh, she was in The Teacher uh, from '74. She was in The Naked Cage in the '80s. She was in The Bees. She was in Murphy's Law. So, you know, she's, she's, she's been around the block. And, uh, you know, quite a looker, too. So, you know, obviously she's playing the part. I'm sure that's a, a pretty good reason. We'd, we've got uh, Johnny Popwell in this as well. Popwell as well. Um, he, was in the, he was in The Visitor. You ever recover from that movie, the, the Visitor? That whacked out movie that was kind of a lost film that made its way back? Uh, he was in the, the 80s movie Mutant. He was in Free Jack. Um, not, not a star of, in any of those movies by any means, but still, he was in those movies. And uh, we'll get to his importance here in a little bit. Uh, there's obviously some stuff I'm going to leave out because this movie has a pretty good twist of events that happens in it that I don't want to ruin for you. I think you need to check this one out. So, like I said early on, we're on a, a train coming back from war. All of our uh, army guys are coming back home. And there's a bar in the back. And there's a bartender that's serving everybody. And there's a black guy that's one of the soldiers that's trying to order a drink. And the bartender tells him, I can't serve your kind. And uh, our main character, Kyle Martin... Gary Conway walks up and like that's ridiculous this this guy just fought in a war for for this country give the guy a beer and he won't give it to him so he ends up trying to buy the beer himself and give it to the guy right so playing on those racial uh, tensions even all the way back in this point right the guy deserves a beer he wants a beer he's fought for the country let's you know What's the big deal, right? Well, this is up causing a stir on the on the train, and it comes in, into a big brawl. And fortunate for Gary, I guess he wasn't too far from home when this happened, because the other soldiers kind of beat him up, and they beat the black guy up too, but they beat him up and throw him off the train. And from there, it leads to just him kind of walking home, 
And like I said, the caretaker of the place sees him, welcomes him with open arms, and kind of gives him the story of your dad was in bad shape, there wasn't much I could do for him, kind of rough, rough times. Well, his dad was so sick that he couldn't pay the taxes, so when Kyle returns home, he finds out that this place is up for foreclosure, and he's begging him to give him an extension so he can try to work up some money and try to save the place. He's trying to find some odd and end jobs. He's trying to take care of the farm. He's trying to repair all the old equipment and just to try to get things going again. One night he's asleep and he hears a ruckus outside and there's a guy driving through that area late at night and there's a cow out in the road and the guy dodges it and he flips his car and kind of gets trapped in the car, gets knocked a little unconscious, whatever. And then Kyle runs out there and pulls the guy out of the car, and the car explodes not long afterwards. So you saved the guy's life. Well, this guy ends up being kind of a, uh, a gambler, right? And uh, he stays there for a while and recuperates. He, he calls up his girl, Betty, and uh, tells him where he's at and, and uh, I don't know, taking care of some business otherwise but just to check in and make sure everything's okay and got her to do and run some errands or whatever for him. Well, we get this bad guy named Weasel. You gotta like a movie when pretty much your main bad guy or one of the main bad guys is named Weasel, right? <laughs> and uh, he's, uh, he's hitting on Betty at a bar and you can't tell if this is, obviously he's attracted to her to, to some degree, but it's also the fact of who she is and who she's attached to. Because apparently, uh, Johnny O, who's our, our gambler, has a reputation. And Weasel ends up working for Passini. Like I said earlier, the guy from Down in the Paradise, who's the main, the main mobster here. And uh, Johnny O has been working the system against him, and, and the gangsters think he's ripping them off, so they're, they're lo looking for him. Well, in order to stay hid and, and, and stay safe and for saving his life, he ends up later on sending Betty back out to the farm and gives Kyle like 1500 bucks. And he's thinking, wow, you know, this is really going to help try to keep the farm. You got to remember this is, you know, 1940s, so 1500 bucks is a gold mine back then. Well, he goes to try to pay on the taxes and they're like look it has to be the full amount this I can't take a half payment or whatever so you still don't have enough in the meantime Johnny O goes back home and they the the gangsters get more evidence that Johnny's been working the system on them so they end up catching Johnny and uh, they, they end up killing the other guy that's working for Johnny and then they pour acid in Johnny's eyes. They strap him down to a, to a gurney and pour acid in his eyes, puts him in the hospital. And at this point, Johnny says to, to, to uh, her name's real name is Angel, to Betty, go back out to the farm and tell the farmer I need to talk to him. Now, there's a conversation that happens back early when Johnny O is staying at the farm and he sees that out on a scarecrow, out on the farm, he's got, uh, Kyle has put his military uniform on the Scarecrow, which has all of his medals and everything, and there's a Silver Star on there, which, you know, Silver Star, you're, you're, you're a pretty pretty bad dude. 
And uh, he even mentions, wow, that, that, that really means something significant, right? Well, Johnny sends Betty to go get the farmer and bring him back and tell him that this, this could mean some money for him, right? He wants to hire the farmer to knock off these gangsters. And obviously he don't want to do it, right? He's, he's had enough of all that in the war. He's trying to live a normal life. Well, things get bad. Uh, and at the same time, he kind of, Kyle kind of falls for Betty. And it seems like it's genuine, right? You're thinking maybe she's just doing it to kind of sway him to, to do the job. But I think they genuinely do, do like each other. And um, at one point, Betty comes back out to the farm to find the to find Kyle. And while she's there, she doesn't know it, but Weasel followed her, and he's been tracking her, and he's he's been threatening her a lot. When he ends up taking her out to the barn, or following her out to the barn, and rapes her. And uh, like I said, the farmhand, the, the caretaker guy, comes in, and he ends up shooting that guy. And then Weasel <laughs> rapes Betty, and then he sets the barn on fire with her inside of it. And uh, Kyle gets there just in time to try to save her, but the barn is up in flames. And at this point, now he's got an axe to grind, right? So now he's ready to go and, and do this job. And from there on, he's taking care of business. And it's pretty awesome. But at the same time, while he's going around and he's taking care of business, Pacini has put together that Johnny O is behind these people getting knocked off. So he sends in the guy to kill him in the hospital. Just get a lethal injection, right? So now you're just down to Betty and, and Kyle. And at the same time, Pacini calls in his number one hitman, which you never see his face, to come do a job for him. And you never hear what the job really is. You just know that he's wanting some people knocked off, and you feel like he's 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 tracking Betty, and you can't tell if he's supposed to kill her or or kill the farmer. And uh, I'm gonna leave it right there. <laughs> so uh, so you've got this hitman that's running around chasing our two main characters actually kind of tracks Betty while Kyle is out knocking off the rest of our hitmen, our gangsters, I mean. And then it comes down to pretty much everybody's gone except this professional hitman and Kyle and Betty. And that leads to the big conclusion of this movie, which is pretty fantastic. So, like I said, I'm just going to leave it right there. You you need to check this one out. I I really recommend this one. I mean, uh, this is this is a really good movie, and I appreciate Landon pointing me this direction because this is a very solid flick, very surprisingly uh, well made. And again, it's got that '70s flair that I just like, and that's kind of all I got, man. I, I'm going to give this a 4 out of 5. Uh, it could easily move up to a 4.5 out of 5 for me. This is a good flick. So, I think, and Landon thinks, 
you need to check this movie out. So do yourself a favor, track it down. Like I said, it's on Tubi. It's just called The Farmer. And even the artwork, you look at it, you kind of go, eh. But I'm telling you, this is a good flick. So get on it. Don't waste any time. Check this movie out. All right, folks, that's it for this one. Hey, if you've got recommendations for movies you think I need to check out, just spit them out to me, man. Let me know. I'll be glad to do it. All right, folks, we will check you later.